0: I'm Joel Shetler, your host and editor of Finance and Commerce, Minnesota's oldest business newspaper and online publication. Thanks so much for joining me. I would also like to thank our podcast sponsor, Guarantee Commercial Title. Guarantee offers a new platform for the delivery of services based on the expertise and ingenuity of a visionary team of title professionals that identifies obstacles and creates solutions that result in a successful sale. Construction or financing of commercial real estate. To learn more, visit guaranteetitle.net. Kelly Vite took a hammer to the proverbial glass ceiling last month when she became the new CEO of Vite Companies, a Rogers-based specialty contracting firm. In announcing her new role, the company noted that Kelly Vite is the first woman CEO in the 90-plus year history of the family-owned business and one of the few women to hold that title among big companies in the U.S. construction industry. Kelly Vite fills the shoes of Von Veit, the company's CEO since 1975. Von Veit's grandfather, Frank, started the company in the late 1920s with a Chevrolet truck and avowed a vow to, quote, never let anybody out work him." end quote, the company's website notes. For her part, Kelly Vite takes the reins of a company that now has 700 employees and offers services that include earthwork, foundations, demolition, underground utilities, hydraulic dredging, industrial cleaning, and more. Kelly Vite, who started as CEO in early May, has played an active role with the company since the mid-1990s. As CEO, she says she will take on a, quote, visionary role in close collaboration with Veit Company's president, Tim Ryman. In the following interview, Kelly Veit talks with reporter Brian Johnson about the company's history, her new job duties, the big picture outlook for construction, the role of women as industry leaders, and more.
1: So uh, I'm pleased to be joined by Kelly Veit, the new CEO of Vite Companies. Um, Kelly, I understand that you... Um, Recently, succeeded succeeded von Veit as uh, chief executive officer. And how long have you been in this uh, position now? When when did you uh, start this new role?
2: This will be week three.
1: Week three. Okay. So
2: it would have been three. Yes, sir. Three weeks.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, so just uh, I guess. If, if you could, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about your new duties, but I was wondering if we could, if you could start by talking about uh, the, a little bit of the history of your company. Um, it sounds like you have a very rich history in the Minnesota construction industry going back 90 plus years. Um, can you share a little bit about how the company got started and how it got to where it is today?
2: Yes, the company started in 1928 by Bond's grandfather, Frank Veit. It was then taken over by his father, Art, and Bond purchased it in 1975 and continued the legacy um, and building the company to what it is today. So it's um, created three companies, really. At this point, it's three companies, one enterprise, one focus. We've got Byte, Byte Disposal, and Bonco. And so we've got the diverse specialty contracting, the construction waste removal with Byte Disposal, and then we have the waste management campuses, which is Bonco. So we have full integrated site development and waste solutions.
1: Okay. And how did it start out? What was the initial focus when the company started way back when um, in the specialty
2: 20- contractor? Okay, yeah.
1: So you just added. <clears throat> and then
2: Vaughn just continued with the vision of being able to provide further service um, around the same industry. Because if you think about it, whether you're um, you can go into a site, you construct, construct, and then you can go in, you can demolish. Well, then you've got the roll offs, you can collect the debris, and now you've got the landfill and you can go dump it. I mean, that's just kind of Bond's vision and thinking it's becoming the full service, full circle, specialty contractor with the ability to um, assist people in each step of the process.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's been a family business throughout all these years.
2: Correct. It has, yeah.
1: Okay, and were you? Was it your grandfather who started the business, or how does that?
2: No, it was Vaughn's grandfather.
1: Vaughn's grandfather. And, Sorry. Uh,
2: yes. Yep. Vaughn's grandfather started the business.
1: Okay. Yeah, that makes more sense. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so just uh, I saw in the press release that um, you've played an active role in a company uh, dating back to 1995. Can you talk about some of the other roles you've played and kind of how you got to this point?
2: Yeah. Well, I I started in '95 bike disposal, and throughout the last 26 years. I've worked within a bite entity for 11 of those years. Um, My most recent position was director. That was the last five years Mm -hmm. within the company. And within that range, within those 26 years, the other part of that was working for FKUR, which is a German corporation within the plastics industry.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay. And now in your new role as uh, CEO, can you just talk a little bit about what some of your duties are and kind of your vision for the company?
2: Well, I, you know, Tim Ryman, he started with the company, uh, I believe he's with us now for eight or nine, this might be his ninth month. Mm-hmm. And so Tim's role as president, um, we, you know, we just implemented the EOS Um, within our organization, the entrepreneur operating system. And so as we're moving along with that, it's really helpful as we are able to clearly define what everybody's role is. And in those leadership roles, um, we consider Tim to really be the integrator. He leads, manages, and holds the leadership team accountable. You know, he's really involved in the day-to-day operations, uh, accountable for executing the business plan. Um, accountable for the P&L results and always my role stepping into Vaughn's position is more of the visionary role um, as the strategic thinker, always looking at more of the big picture of the enterprise, you know, creating the further vision and protecting it. And um, in many ways, Tim and I will be partnering um, on a lot of the duties going forward within the company as Vaughn's really built a culture of all of us working as a team anyway. I mean, it takes all of us to make this move forward, so.
1: hmm okay. <clears throat> so I look at, just looking at your, um, some information about the company, um, you're involved in earthwork, foundations, uh, demolition, underground utilities, hydraulic dredging, industrial cleaning, and more. Um, what do you see as some of the real growth areas among those individual services. Do you see anything in particular that might be real a real growth area in the coming years?
2: Well, I see our um, demolition team, it's run by Steve Hozier. He's been with the company 25, 29 years actually, vice president of demolition. Um, that team is really starting to grow even outside of this Midwest region. They're on the East Coast. They've been doing work down in the South. Uh, we also have growth happening in Wisconsin. Uh, we're building uh, another office there in New Berlin area. Um, we're looking at other locations such as uh, the potential of Chicago. Or you know, we're always looking to broaden. Um, we have acquisition growth in our CIPP and industrial cleaning department that occurred with the acquisition of AITC, um, which operates down in the uh, Alabama and Florida region. So it's, uh, we're looking at organic growth along with uh, acquisition growth. And that's really the vision for the company is is continue along that path.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay demolition has really come a long way since the early days of the company i'm sure there's a lot of focus now on recycling and things of that nature has come a long way since the old wrecking ball days hasn't it
2: it absolutely has and and our demolition team is absolutely excellent at that there's a lot of projects where they've received a lot of attention for the amount of recycling that they're capable of doing so we're really proud of that
1: mm-hmm I wanted to ask you, too, about uh, as a specialty contracting company, I'm sure you have an impressive fleet of vehicles Um, use. I'm sure it's fuel is a big cost, I'm sure. Um, Do you see any, where do you see the trends in terms of equipment? Uh, Do you see more maybe hybrid or electric? vehicles um, being used in the industry? Um, is, there, is there a big emphasis on fuel efficiency and things like that? Um, it seems to me kind of a, a no brainer because of the benefits to both the environment and the bottom line of reducing fuel costs. So what, where do you see the trends going in terms of equipment?
2: Well, in terms of equipment, we're um, definitely our partnership theres with Caterpillar and so we, we appreciate their innovation and their enthusiasm towards um, creating uh, various abil- capabilities for us to be able to reduce some of that fuel consumption. Um, but in many ways, you know, if we were talking about referring to the, the pipeline and the issue that had just occurred on the East Coast, I mean, that was relatively in my opinion, the fuel issue has occurred more within the last year um, than was something that was planned along the way. Uh, the hybrid part may be in the fleet of our um, just normal utility trucks, mm-hmm. um, but in the heavy equipment part, I don't think the transition is quite there yet to be able to go with the hybrid on a lot of that much larger equipment.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you, um, <clears throat> in terms of uh, kind of big picture wise, I know as an earthwork contractor, you're probably the first ones out there, or among the first when a project gets started. So I, I, know you probably have your finger on the pulse of where things are going. What, what is kind of your outlook for the um, construction industry in general here in 2021 and beyond? Do you see, um, do you see some growth or? Um, How do you see things shaking out?
2: Well, I mean, I can talk about Byte business-wise and where it's headed and then go into the status update on the industry. If that's, I mean, really this year we've reached our best safety performance in the history of the company. So as far as Byte as a business, um, we're really excited that operationally we've never been stronger. So as we focus on identifying the right kind of work for Byte to build on our strengths. Um, the team is so cohesive in each part of the bidding process on the projects within their division. The business processes and technology that we have in place are excellent for the communication. And um, like I mentioned, I mean, here we have Steve Hozier with the demolition team who just won the 2021 National Demolition and Excellence in Demolition Award. Um, I believe that was for the Half million to two million category. Uh, we just had the Lake Walk Trail project in Duluth, which we were contracted to rebuild the Lake Walk and install armor protection in anticipation of future weather events. Um, as far as the company as a whole, we're very fortunate, in my opinion, to have Juan's foresight. As you know, we just previously talked about the variety of divisions that we have, um, he's created such a diverse portfolio of the services within the industry. Um, So for us, the future's never been more clear, um, especially with the detailed succession planning that bonds put in place to allow the companies to continue to grow far into the future. As far as the industry itself, um, I'm gonna say I really like how Tim Ryman has described it. Um, I don't know if you, had said that to you, or if if he was on a different interview, but Mm -hmm. it's kind of a tale of two years, you know, at the, at the beginning of the year, we were all still kind of wondering about the continued impacts of COVID. Um, it can be difficult maintaining strong client relationships without being able to, to meet in person. Um, but we've adapted as I'm sure many companies, you know, have, but There were real uncertainties at the beginning of this year with the materials inflation. Um, You know, that definitely can delay projects. Um, There's an aging workforce. So right now we're focused on getting involved in trade fairs and doing events at schools to motivate people to be tradesmen. Um, the, The private sector, in my opinion, seems to be dealing with the same uncertainties, you know, as we are the private home builders. Um, but the, the activity that we see within the last month is things are really picking up. Um, I think even in the municipalities where you see that um, people are really hopeful regarding Biden's infrastructure plan, I think it's created a, a renewed hope. But we're actually getting quite busy. Um, and so at, at one point, I would say at the beginning of the year, we were kind of reserved we were um cautiously optimistic about the year and now we're really thinking wow we are a bit surprised as how quickly it's taken off for the rest of this year.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you see a lot of competition and bidding on projects? Um how's that what's that looking like? Um
2: There is a lot of competition and you see, um, you know, people, companies that we have not been familiar with competing with in the past, um, whether they're going into new territories and that's why we're seeing them now, or um, people are taking, in some cases, maybe bigger risks in order to get the bids. some, some of those bids come back and you see a, a very large gap between the low bid and the high bid. Um, but you know the, the bidding process has always been around. And so, it, I mean, that's, I think throughout the last decade or so, you know, it's, it's not anything new. You, you find people who um, are really hungry for work and really need to have some revenue turnover and, and, and you'll find that they're gonna be much more aggressive on their bids. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're lucky. Uh, we can stay rather consistent. Uh, we have a very talented team of people that are just outstanding in the bidding process. Um, but as a specialty contractor, we can decide where is our most important goal and territory area in order to uh, make it most beneficial to the company in the bottom line.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I assume you work on a wide range of projects um, from just different, uh, you bid on, uh, there, I mean, for example, there's a lot of uh, multifamily construction going on, some, some highway work going on. Uh, do you bid on uh, things all, all across the whole spectrum? or?
2: Well, you know, I mean, we're bidding on earthwork, utility, um, foundation work. We've got the, like you had mentioned, the marine, the diving, and dredging. Mm -hmm. Um, Separately, there's the industrial cleaning and the cured-in-place pipe. Um, We're focused on national traveling capabilities. We focus regionally. Uh, There is just diverse ability of um, services that we can provide.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's a nice, nice place to be in. So, if one one area is down a little bit, and you know, you you do, and
2: that's what we're really finding is, yeah. I mean, you know, even in you think about um, the the landfill, you know, there's obviously there's trends in um, construction and demolition waste where yeah. potentially the landfill isn't as busy, and and so now you see um, contaminated waste or, or industrial waste that's coming in during what might be considered slow months of the landfill. And so it's the diversity of each one of those groups that actually helps us survive you know, things such as a pandemic. or you yeah. know, We don't know what the next thing might be, it seems, um, the way that this last year has been, but it, it really has helped in all aspects of it because As we said there's three entities but it's one enterprise and so we all work together
1: yeah Uh, so one thing in the the when you when you're when it was announced that you'd be the next ceo um the press release mentioned that uh, you're one of only a few female ceos serving the construction industry in the united states um where where do you see that going in terms of, do you see more gender equity um, in the coming years as more women get involved in the business? I mean, that's important, I think, to see that diversity. And I have three daughters and I'd like to have, see them have all the opportunities that anyone else has. But um, I was wondering if you could just reflect on that a little bit. Well, see, and,
2: I, and I'm glad you mentioned you have three daughters. Um, you know, when I was first asked that question, uh, I mean, I'll have to admit I was a little taken aback because I was raised to focus on, you know, your own skill set, your own professional development, and to compete with kind of yesterday's version of yourself, right? And my, my father, he was an entrepreneur. Um, he owned a culvert company in Chaska. And I, I was thinking back, you know, so many of his friends that I spent my time around. Um, because I enjoyed his business and it actually had to do with construction, because those, you know, were the companies that were purchasing the steel culverts. But I was reflecting back on that time, and and really, I spent a lot of my time around visionaries, which were uh, Don Catula of Northern Tool, you know, Dick Shock of Shock Electronics, or Wayne Bongard of Impact. I don't know if, you, if you've heard of him, but. I was like a sponge, you know, listening to all their ideas, stories, you know, their experience in business. And I learned a lot being around people like that throughout my life. So when it was first brought up that, well, wow, you're really in this small group of women, um, it, it was like, well, it just doesn't seem that way, probably because at Vite, we have, I mean, we have women heavy equipment operators, welders, laborers, um, operations managers, safety manager. I mean, the list could go on, project managers, estimators, directors. And so as a company, you know, we really focus on recruiting and developing and retaining a diverse talent base. Um, it's just not our culture and, and wasn't my upbringing to think of if any man or woman is holding a certain position within a company um, the focus at fight is the entire team and not one person. It's just in our blood. But in the overall industry, and I have a daughter myself, so I appreciate you know, what you're saying. In the overall industry, to help put a focus on women and ensure that they understand that there is an opportunity for them in construction, we are active in our local uh, National Association of Women in Construction and Association of Women Contractors. And in fact, um, Katie Kazmia, who is the foundation superintendent was actually featured on the recent cover of the NEIWIC Magazine. So, and we're very proud of that. Um, We we celebrate every year, Women in Construction Week. Um, it's, It's just part of our culture. So it was, I understand that it's a small group of women that are, are uh, CEOs within this industry, but it just seems to me like women are everywhere. And men are women, we are, and we are all working together towards the same goal. So, I mean, I appreciate to be in, in, in a small group like that. And it does, um, I appreciate the attention that it brings to the company because then we can focus back on the team.
1: Yeah, well, and good, good for you. Uh, It sounds like your company's really um, has been doing the right thing. And uh, it just, you talked about the worker shortage previously and the struggle to attract workers. I mean, it just makes sense to have that gender equity, you know, to have, you've got 50% of the population out there that, you know, why, why not take advantage of this workforce. Right. So um, it's just a good business thing. I agree. Thing, so. but, um, well,
2: I, I really think it is. And, and you know, you're just, I, I have found that there are, whether it's men or women, you've got the go getters, the, the gritty people, the, the mentality of jumping in and getting things done, no matter what the job is. Everybody's going to jump in and, and help out. It doesn't matter in so many ways, what a role is, or a title, if there's a job that needs to be done, and you can contribute to it, um, the mindset is really, we'll jump in, you know, let's get this done.
1: Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Well, I don't know if i had any other specific questions but you you covered a lot of ground there and i really appreciate that um but thanks for thanks for joining me today and is there anything else that you'd like to touch on before uh before i let you go
2: um no i think we i i i think that's about it i mean i think we kind of covered the gamut of things right now happening within Byte and, and the people that are involved within the company and kind of our philosophy so mm-hmm. and our our uh, cautious uh, optimism towards the remainder of this year so especially within the industry
1: yeah yeah no, no shortage of headwinds there but hopefully uh, keep our fingers crossed that uh, things trend in the right direction <laughs> so congrats on the new job, and uh, stay in touch.
2: Thank you so much, Brian. You have a great weekend.
1: You too. Take care.
0: Thank you for listening, and please subscribe to Beyond the Skyline. We can be found wherever you listen to your podcasts. To learn more about finance and commerce, or to subscribe, go to our website, www.finance-commerce.com. I'm Joel Shatler, editor of Finance & Commerce, Thank you again for listening to Beyond the Skyline.